At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Parachka. Minnesota Tim, good job, by the way, on your uh, podcast uh, talking about John Rahm and the uh, the. the the penalty, the one dimple movement. I, I, I thought you did a great job on that, by the way. You enjoyed that? Yeah, very good. Well, I appreciate your kind words, and I appreciate you listening to the Minnesota Tim podcast. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Really, uh, re- really good, strong opinion, and uh, well delivered by uh, Minnesota Tim. Really good. You're coming on, seriously. Uh, the one dimple movement, you didn't think it was much, huh? No, I thought it was a bunch of bull crap, Hank. I mean, when you when you look at how much that factored into John Rom's win, and yeah. especially when you look at how golf broadcasts its stars, it is so different than other sports. LeBron James and James Harden especially travel so much in the NBA. Uh, but the point. NBA broadcasts their dunks, their highlights, their crossovers. John Rahm becomes world number one, wins the biggest tournament of his career, and he's answering questions about a single dimple moving in his golf ball on the 16th hole with an, amaz- with an amazing chip. <laughs> That's a good point. What, what if uh, people on TV, uh, watching TV, 
uh, phoned in and said, uh, LeBron James traveled here, James Harden traveled here, and here's the evidence, the video evidence, and let's look at it in slow motion. I mean, that's a, that's a good point. I thought, see, I, this is what confuses me, is I thought the USGA changed the rule. At least they said they changed the rule. But I, I don't understand what the difference is. I mean, I'm, I, I guess I should pay more attention. I guess I haven't paid close enough attention. I, I, I'm just baffled that, you know, you can now still do high-definition video replay. I mean, I don't get it. I thought, I mean, he, he was standing over the ball. He grounded his club. Now, the, the, the problem that, that people have, Tim, is, is that there's tour players that think when guys do that, they're improving their lie because they're mashing down behind the ball. Now, I wouldn't exactly call what he did a mash, but it was a little incriminating when he said, I wasn't looking down at the ball. I mean, the only reason you would put the club behind the ball is to assess the lie. So you put the club behind the ball, you look down and you assess the lie. And, you, and what you're doing is you're assessing how much grass you're going to get in between the club and the ball. That's what you're assessing. But if, you, if your comeback is, you know, I was looking at the hole, then why are you putting the club down behind the ball? I mean, that's that's a little bit suspect right there. That, that's that's where I think, you know, well, I mentioned it the other day. I mean, that's that's where guys just talk too much. I mean, just, just stop talking. Don't say so much. Just say, you know, I didn't see the ball move. You know, they showed me on the camera afterwards it moved. And, you know, I, I couldn't see it from where I was standing. It didn't, I didn't see it move. But, you know, obviously it did, it did move a dimple. But that's back to to where I thought we were getting away from, which is the the video replay rules. I, I I don't know. It's just it's so confusing to me. There's so many different things going on in this chipping situ or this pitch shot situation, Hank. You talk about the video replay. Well, another factor that's going on here is the simplified rules. You got what you talked about it on Tuesday's podcast, Rule Twenty Dash Two C. Yeah, what could be simple at Twenty Dash Two C? And then another factor that goes into this as well is the intent to cheat versus cheating. So, right. That was a good point you brought up in your podcast when you talked about, you know, the guys are, you know, accused of anchoring, but it's not anchoring if you didn't intend to anchor. That's a good point. So, if John Rom just said, I didn't intend to put the ball behind the or the, the club behind the ball and have it move one right. singular dimple. I mean, we're talking about a freaking dimple, Hank. No, I know. We're not talking about a player picking up the golf ball with his right, right hand and throwing it on the green. Right, right. Yeah, it is, it's not like the lie improved. As a matter of fact, you know, you, you could you could say it got worse. I mean, it, it, the the ball moved or what, what oscillates or changes position a little bit. I just... I thought we were getting rid of the the high definition replay, but zoomed in. But I guess we're not. I guess we're we're right back to. It doesn't seem to me like there's any difference. I don't understand what the difference is between that and where we're used to be. I mean, you know, somebody's gonna have to explain it to me better than what they're explaining because I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, I, I I I think here's the thing. I think this is a little reputation uh, deal. See, Rahm's had this, he had an issue before, 2017 Irish Open, he had this issue. And I think people, I think they got their eye on him a little bit. Hmm. Do you think the result would have changed if he 
had a one or two shot lead. Would the penalty have happened? I guess I'm I'm asking. Well, I'm sure it would have happened, but I think he would have contested it stronger. I mean, at that at the point that he's at, what difference does it make? Just give me my penalty and give me my trophy and give me my number one ranking. I mean, what difference does it make? You know, it's like you, you win by five, you win by three, it's all the same. A win's a win. Just let's get on with the trophy presentation, which is what DJ said to him when the USJ was jacking him over at the US Open at Oakmont. Same, same exact thing. Just, get, just give me my trophy. Yeah, you know. But, but anyway, uh, you know, Rams, a heck of a player. Uh, he, you know, performed great on a, a very difficult golf course. You look at his all his statistics; they're all good. And you know, he's he, he's he's not a dominant number one. I, I heard some, I was listening today at a radio show, and they said, you know, what do you think will happen now with Rahm? And I'm like. You know, it's like it's like the floodgates theory. You and I talk about this all the time, and and uh, you know the great predictor and I, it talks about it too. But you know, it's it's like everybody thinks as soon as somebody wins, the floodgates are going to open. I mean, there's you know, it's just everything comes together. You know, you hit it great, and he hit it phenomenal, and and you know you're on the right course, the right time, and and then all of a sudden everybody thinks like this guy's going to win every tournament, and. You know, he can be a factor. You know, he's got a, a game that could win major championships. There's no doubt about it. But I mean, I, you know, he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be up there. I mean, he's he's right there on par with Justin Thomas. I, I think right now, if you look at it, you know, I, I gotta say Justin Thomas, uh, you know, Kepka's just off his game so much. I mean, you always give him a nod because of his major championship record, but he's off his game so much. You just got to look at the the top three. You got to say Justin Thomas, Rahm, and Roy McIlroy are just you know uh, pretty much standing head and shoulders above everybody else right now. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I guess Deschamps Bo's trying to you know crack into that, but but I don't think he is. So, do you, so if you had to make a guess, if you had to put on your great predictor cap, yeah, how, how long? Would John Rom be a world number one for how, how long do you think he can carry out the world number one ranking? Well, it's going to, I mean, if, if Rory or I, I don't know who, like if Kepka or Rory or Justin Thomas or Dustin Johnson, um, I don't know about uh, DeChambeau. I would think if any of those guys win the, you know, you got a World Golf Championship event coming up after, was it's right after uh, 3M. 3M Open, right? So then you got, the, and then you got the major, uh, you know, and, and if any of them win the major, well, I mean, for sure, Rory and Justin Thomas would pass them if they win. So it just depends who wins, who wins the, the uh, PGA Championship. I mean, Rom's not, you know, Rom. If Rahm's going to hold on to number one, my prediction would be uh, he's going to have to win a major this year because I, I think that the odds are pretty pretty good that one of these top guys, Rory, uh, Justin Thomas, I mean, DJ's been off, but he did win. But I, I don't know. Rory and Justin Thomas, there's only three majors this year, but I would think that those two guys, you know, between the two of them have a chance to win a major. No doubt about it. I mean, they, they've got a chance to win three majors, but I think, I think it, I would, if I was predicting and he said, okay, 
three major championships this year. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say Rory's going to win one or Justin Thomas is going to win one, but between the two of them, I think they'll win one. Hmm. Okay, that would be that would be my prediction. So, so between the two of those guys, they'll win one, and then that would mean that Rom would have to do something to to retain that that ranking. I, I don't think he's going to run away and hide. Let's put it that way. I haven't I haven't seen that part out of his game, but it's pretty impressive to, at his age, and he does keep improving. And you know, pe- people get on him for being a, a you know running a little hot, having a, a hot temper. But he's he's gotten better at that, and it seems like every part of his game is is good. You know, and he and he checks the boxes. You know, he's putting better. He's he's got the uh, you know his short game is is clearly good and improving. You know, his ball striking has been there, and he's got the length. So I mean, he's and, and he's and he's a competitor. There's no doubt about that. So, I mean, he checks, checks all the boxes right there. Let's get on. I want to get into uh, Jack Nicholas's comments. So let's, let's, let's take a break. Uh, remind everybody to go to HaneyUniversity.com and subscribe to get my free instructional emails that are being sent out on a daily basis. And you can also check out some other great deals on uh, HaneyUniversity.com. So make sure you do that. And we'll be right back on the Hank Haney Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, so Minnesota Tim, uh, you you caught uh, Jack's comments. I, I know he he just he, he tore up the Muirfield Village right after the tournament. It's his baby, and he's redoing it, uh, moving greens, changing greens, moving tees, and making an adjustment for today's long hitters. Although uh, nine under par is like a U.S. Open score, uh, what they what they shot at Muirfield Village, but you know they did shoot that with windy conditions and with him letting the, the greens go a little bit and, and just getting getting really firm. But uh, review his comment about the, the USGA. USGA are such idiots, my God. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, geez. When, you know, I mean, if you're the USGA and Jack Nicholas talks, I, I don't understand how you don't listen. That, that's that's the part that just is kind of crazy. That's hard for me to understand. But anyway, okay, here's what Jack had to say. What do you you uh, read it for us? All right. So Jack Nicholas he calls out the USGA. He says the golf ball is a very simple thing to fix, and I've been preaching about it for good gracious forty three years. <laughs> I first went to the USGA. That's a long time to say. Well, we're studying it. You gotta stop studying and do something, will you, please? <laughs> of course, right now they're blaming it on the coronavirus, which I don't understand that either. Why? Why? Why, why should that slow you down? I, I mean, is every business just putting everything they have on hold uh, and waiting for the coronavirus to magically disappear, or, or for them to, you know, get a vaccine? I mean, what? I mean, why why can they not do business right now? Why why are they closed the business? Why why do they not want to talk about it, make a decision? I mean, to me, it would be the perfect time. Just okay, you know, time for a restart. Just slip it in there, you know. So Mike Davis, uh, you know, he proclaimed that as his goal before he uh, left office as the dictator of golf. He was going to roll the ball back. I mean, and, and uh, the sleeper Martin Slumbers, he's been all over this t- this topic as well. And, and, you know, but they said they're going to, you know, wait now and let the current situation, you know, uh, play itself out. And why? Why? Why wait? Why, what's the? Uh, why not just make your change right now? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't get it. What are you waiting for? Oh, the USGA sucks, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that. I mean that's a that, that's a that's a given. Yeah, they, they're scared to death of doing something, and that's so evident. And of course, they they you know they they got their they're they're going to come with their plates full. You know, U.S. Open. Do we have it this year? Do we not have it? Where do we have it? Do we have it at Wingfoot? Do we not have it at Wingfoot? Are we going to have fans? Are we not going to have fans? And then Fox jumps ship, and you know they're scrambling to. See if they can can uh, you know recoup or, or uh, that deal that they had that was such a sweetheart deal, and, and you know and so I'm sure they blame it on their plates full. But like Jack Nicholas said, I mean, how how long are you going to study this for? I don't know. It's just it's it's for it just, it's it seems to me, and we we we've, we've had this discussion, and I you know I've 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 moved to this position, but. But I was never adamantly against this. But I, and I'm talking about the bifurcation of the rules. I, I don't understand why they just don't make the rules different. I, I mean, the games that pros play 
are no, are not even remotely similar to what amateurs play. It's it's not even close. I mean, they don't play from the same tees. They don't play uh, with the same pin placements. They don't play with the same green conditions. I mean, their greens are firmer. Their greens are faster. Their greens are better too. You know, as a general rule, because they're they're just taken care of so well for that tournament. They they mow the fairways every day at a at a professional tournament. They mow maybe two or three times a week at most golf courses. You know, the amateur even if they're even if an amateur's hitting a seven iron, and a pro's hitting a you know whatever an eight iron. They're not hitting anywhere near the same trajectory. The pros hit it so much harder and so much higher. It's the the games are not even close to the same. There's there's nothing even remotely uh, similar. So I don't know why there's this hang up about playing with everything that's that's the same. I mean, college, you know, football has a different ball than the NFL and. You know, you know, college basketball is a different three-point line than the NBA. And, you know, baseball uses aluminum bats and and pros use wooden bats. What, what's the big deal? What, what, we just, just make your decision and change it. Now, I, frankly, I don't know what, what it's going to change. I, I really don't. I mean, other than guys are going to hit longer shots in and that's going to make, you know, some golf course architects happy. I, I don't know what's going to change. I mean, I, the long hitter is still going to have an advantage. He's got an advantage because he's hitting less club in. He's got an advantage because he's reducing the par of the golf course. We've been over this a million times. There are no par fives. They're just, you know, they're all par, everything's a par 68. That's, a, that's still going to be the same. It's not going to change. But the big thing is the, the powerful hitter, they hit the ball so high. And when you knock the ball back, you knock the club back, the ball back, whatever they want to knock back, I, I, I think it's going to hurt the, the shorter hitter even more because all the short hitter has to do is not just lose a little distance, but, if he, but just as important to me would be losing trajectory. And when you lose trajectory – it's harder to get at pins. It's harder to stop the ball, you know, on the green and close to the hole, and everything just gets gets much more more difficult. I I, I think the the long hitters always going to dominate, just like they always did. Jack Nicklaus was, you know, the dominant player, longest hitter. Tiger, longest hitter, dominant player. I mean, that's just it's just the way it's always been, and you know, I, but the. the Hitting it, so many guys hitting it 300, 320, 300, and they're swinging for the fences. And all anybody can come up with is, well, you know, he'd never, he won't be able to do that till he's 50. Well, I don't think he cares. What prof- why does he need to be a professional athlete when he's 50 years old? Or they go, well, you know, he's going to hurt something doing that, and, you know, and it's going to shorten his career. Well, who cares? I mean, he's going to win a bunch while he's, while he's doing it. it, it to me, they're going to play the same way, you know, uh, but. But I don't know. I mean, Jack has been on them. They don't listen to him. You know, they didn't listen to Arnold Palmer. They don't listen to Gary Player. They don't listen to any. Lee Trevino. I mean, all these guys said the same thing. Well, it makes you wonder, Hank, however, if these guys' perspectives have changed over the years. So Jack Nicholas, when he was playing, I'm curious if he would have had the same perspective as he has now because 
Now he's not playing, but now he is a golf course architect in a way. He he owns the no, memorial. Yeah, no he doubt owns about that, that golf course. Yeah. So it makes me curious is if his perspective has changed more towards golf architecture and more towards preserving golf courses because he's not, that's that's the area and the field that he's in now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it has to to some extent. There's no doubt about that. That way, you know, all the architects are big on this because they can't even design. There is no there is no architecture. I mean, they put bunkers out there and they're supposed to be obstacles, hazards, and and you know, guys are just flying it right over it. But they're not flying it five yards over it. I mean, they're they're flying it so far over these things, it's crazy. And I and, you know, the the cat's out of the bag. You know, the uh, Bryson DeChambeau's, the Matthew Wolf, these guys just, you know, Cameron Champ. I mean, hit it forever, swing for the fences, uh, you know, find it once in a while, and that's all it takes, and, and you'll, you'll be, uh, you know, a, a tour winner. Now, it's different, different game than it used to be. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's, like I've said, I don't know if it's better, I don't know if it's worse, but. Uh, I always wish they'd just do something and stop talking about it. I can't wait to, to see what they're going to do if they do something. But the hesitancy to not have two sets of rules, I just don't get. I, it, it, the people that argue against that, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I, and I don't, I don't think it sells more equipment. I don't think it does anything. I, I just make the rules whatever you want for the pros and – you know, let people play whatever they want. If they want to play pro equipment, then have at it. If they want to play amateur equipment, play amateur equipment. Metal bats, wooden bats. What? What? Uh, what's wrong with that? I don't. I don't think anything's wrong with it. Honestly. Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau missed the cut, though. I mean, everyone's talking about his 423-yard drive. Yeah. He missed the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's well, let's talk about that uh, when, when we when we come back. We'll we'll, we'll take another break. Uh, if you haven't uh, gone to VoodooPainRelief.com and got your free two week supply, make sure you do that. The offer's still right there on the front page. You get a, aches and pains, arthritis pain, back, shoulder, hip, whatever it is. Uh, my house guest uh, jammed her shoulder. Uh, my wife's uh, best friend and and uh, had this biking accent jammed her shoulder put some voodoo pain relief cream on there and uh, immediately said it felt better so it works on so many different things check it out uh, free two-week supply voodoo pain all right we'll hear from our sponsors we'll be right back on the hank any podcast at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER more Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Tim, you mentioned Bryson DeChambeau missing the cut. He made the 10. Uh, you took note of that, I saw. Yes, I did, definitely, Hank. So everyone's talking about how far Bryson DeChambeau is hitting the golf ball. People are going nuts about it. 423-yard drive, yet people forget to realize that he was one over in the first round. Yeah, he's swinging for the fences. He's, he's, he's going for home runs. But swinging for the fences, it might give you a better chance at a higher score or a better score, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily mean that our world-long drive champions would be the best players on the PGA Tour. That's correct. That's correct. So, But if you, if you have out. other skills, if you have other skills like he does, and you swing for the fences, uh, you're going to have some uh, days, some weeks, where you hit a bunch of home runs, and then you're going to have uh, some days, some weeks, where you strike out. And all this was was a, a, a week where he had some strikeouts. And a couple weeks later, he had a bunch of home runs. And, and this week, he had some strikeouts. This is not a good golf course for him to do that swing for the fences. Here's the problem. At Mirfield Village, you, you've, got, you've got stakes all over the place. Out of bounds, water. I mean, one, two. I'm just thinking, okay, one, two, three. Uh, short part, two's got a creek, three's got a creek, uh, you know, one's got stakes right, uh, you don't want to be left, uh, you got the, the, the out-of-play bushes, trees, whatever, uh, you know, the par five, you got you got water everywhere, you got tree, I mean, the next hole's got stakes, the next hole's got stakes, uh, the next hole's got stakes or water, if you hit it in the, the rough, you, you know, number nine, you can't get out of there. Uh, the par five, seven's got stakes. I mean, it, it's just, you know, every, it, there's just stakes all over the place. Eleven's got water, uh, you know, stakes on on uh, 15 where, where he he found them, uh, water on, you know, 16, par three, st- you know, 17, 18 uh, stakes and water, just a lot of stakes and a lot of water. You got out of bounds stakes and you got water and you're swinging for the fences. You know my deal. Uh, penalty shots, two chips and three putts. And you got to keep that number under two when you total them all up. 
and if you're swinging for the fences, the odds are, if you're swinging for the fences at Mirfield Village, the odds that you're going to keep your, your penalty shots under two, and you're probably going to have a three-putt somewhere, so the penalty shots got, got to be like at one, it's not going to happen. It's just it's it's it's, it's too, too tight of a golf course. That's why, you know, you watch Tiger play around there. He's won five times. He hits irons off a bunch of tees. Even though he's driving it better, he's irons off a bunch of tees. It's just not a, it wasn't a good co- golf course for him. So I'm listening on the radio. And they're going through this whole deal about when Bryson DeChambeau made his 10. And, I, and, they're, and they're going, you know, his, his first ball went out of bounds, but they don't know if it's out of bounds or not. And the second one, you know, is for sure out of bounds. And then he hit the tree. And, you know, and that one, you know, and that one might be out of bounds. And, you know, they're going, and, and, and they're going on and on and on. I'm like, what difference does it make? He's done. His tournament's over. They go, what is he? What is he lies? What I'm thinking, what difference does it make? Doesn't matter what he lies. And they're adding it up. Oh, he's, 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 you know, he lies six or he lies seven. I'm like, what difference does it make? He's missed the cut. It's, he's gone. It's, it's, it, he's not. And, and by the way, he's there to win the golf tournament. They're, they're covering him like he's, like he's got a, a, a nine shot lead and he's on the last nine. He's on the the second round. He's on, he's on the back nine, the second round, and he's going to miss the cut. What difference does it make? Whether he makes a, it doesn't matter whether he makes a seven, eight, nine, or ten. They all miss the cut. It, it's just like, but they're just going on and on and on, and like, like can, can they keep telling you all this stuff. Like, oh, you know, like, like they act like people can come back from stuff like that. You don't come back from making nines and tens and win golf tournaments. It doesn't happen. So it, as soon as he flashes that first one out of bounds or the second one out of bounds or whatever, you know, he was up there so high. I'm like, okay, on to the next person because this one's this guy's done. Let's, why are we wasting our time on him anymore? You know, a uh, great player. Uh, swing for the fences uh, didn't work out at Mirfield. Uh, on to the next player. Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go talk about somebody else because we don't need to waste any more time talking about uh, Bryson DeChambeau because he's missed the cut. He's he's out of there. Doesn't matter what he makes nine, ten. Who cares? Eight. Who cares? They all missed the cut. It's all it's all the same result. Why? What, what, what was it like? Like they act like it's going to be a difference. Oh, if he holds this, he's got to hold this putt to keep from making a ten. What difference does it make? He's going to miss a cut. He's already missed a cut. He makes a 10, a 9, he makes a 9. Oh, big deal. He makes an 8. Oh, big deal. It doesn't matter. They all miss the cut. It's just like, it, it doesn't matter. It's just, it, I listen to this stuff. I'm like, I just don't, you know, like, and then they're like, oh, his, his chances are fading. You know, they'll say this about another player. His chances are fading. I was listening on Sunday. He goes, his chances are fading. His chances are fading. He's 10 shots off the lead with eight holes to go. What do you mean his chances are fading? Not, there, there are no, he has no chance. There's nothing fading about it. It's, it's, a, it's done. Like, they will not tell you like it is, Tim. It's just, it just is. And it's like when these guys make this big number, like, okay, he's done. Forget it. Over. You know, they're like, oh, he'll come back. No, he's not coming back. <laughs> Come on. He's guys. on to Cincinnati. <laughs> they just, they're so fearful that one time in history, one time in a 
blue moon. There's not many blue moons, Tim. There's one time in a blue moon. And like, <laughs> it's, it's just such a unique situation that it's never, ever going to happen again. One time in a blue moon, after they wrote a guy off, he came back and had a chance to win. And they're so petrified that that might happen that they don't want to just tell you like it really is, which is the game is over. It's no coming back. You cannot score that many points in 20 seconds. It's impossible. You're down five possessions, and there's 20 seconds left in the game. It's not going to happen. Can't win. Anyway, that was my, that's my, my rant on that. But I love it. Anyway, yeah. All right. Uh, our man, Katie John, had something to say about uh, uh, Bryson uh, DeChambeau and uh, John Rahm. Let's hear what he had to say. Caddy John in Atlanta, Hank, the question is contrast. Contrast this for me. Number one player in the world, John Rahm, looks like he's got a natural swing, looks like he's got something built to last. Most interesting player in the world right now, Bryson DeChambeau, has bulked up big time. How long can that swing last? How much physical exertion does he need to keep that swing up? Right now, today, contrast, who is built for a better conclusion to 2020 and also next five years based on what they're doing right now, DeChambeau versus the Rommer. Okay, that's a good point. This is the point everybody wants to bring up, but but Caddy uh, uh, John put it at five years. I mean, DeChambeau is not going to break down five years. He's a young kid. He's got five years. Well, and what, if he had five good years... Uh, you know, would that be worth it? Let's just let's just say he does break down. I don't think he's going to break down, but let's just say he does break down. So, so, but in but before breaking down, he has five great years. Well, would that be a uh, you know? He, and he he just uh, collects buckets and buckets of money. He, he's you know a, a highly talked of about player, and he he wins tournaments, and he makes a bunch of money, and then he and and then it. Breaks down. What, what, is that the worst thing in the world? No, I, I don't think it is. I mean, what? I, I mean, what, what do they? They think it would be better if he, you know, dials it back, swings 112 miles an hour, you know, hits it out there like you know everybody else, and you know he's a, he's he's a consistent, uh, you know, top. 50 PGA tour player, you know, he's, 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 he's that player and he, and he does that for 15 years. Is that better than being the home run leader for five straight years? I don't think it is. I, go for the fences, swing, swing for the fences. I mean, you know, now who's going to, who's going to be better for the next five years? I mean, you'd have to say Rom. Rom just has a more complete game. I mean, Bryce DeChambeau might be able to, to dial in the wedges. I mean, he you know he knows he's got to work on that, and with, as far as he hits it now, that's all he's got is a wedge. But you know, he's 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 awkward with the putter. You know, he's putted better. He had a good putting, great putting tournament. You know that that's one that's one and counting at, at, at you know at Detroit, at the Rocket Mortgage. I, I just I think you know Rom's just a you know Rom's a better player. But Bryson DeChambeau is is somebody to take notice of for sure, and he and you know he's he's going to play good at certain courses, 
Just don't bet on them on a, on a, on a, on golf courses that have stakes and water all over the place. Save your money on that one. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, take, take Rom on that course for sure. All right. Uh, what do you, what else you got, Tim? Yeah, Hank. So I am bringing back the Minnesota Tim PSA. All right. So <laughs> all right. this is when something happens in the game of golf. And I'll try to do this every so often, maybe once a month, maybe once every two weeks. So I'm going to call this the Minnesota Tim PSA. So this okay. is in reference to John Rom and the naked eye test that the USGA, um, you know, I guess abandoned because they went with the slow motion test. All right. So <laughs> it seems like it. So I'm calling this the Minnesota Tim PSA. Okay. Why is it that in golf, when great shots are hit and memorable moments are created, we zoom in and take it away? Why is it that in golf, legendary moments that make careers, that change the landscape of the game, are taken away because the naked eye just isn't good enough. Why is it that when John Rahm has ice in his veins, makes a chip on the par 316th, similar to the iconic Tiger flop shot from yesteryear, is taken away because a ball moved one dimple? One dimple, one of the greatest shots of the year taken away because of a dimple. The naked eye, unassisted vision, without a telescope, microscope, or other device, is not good enough. Why is it that the simplified rules of the game aren't so simple? Rule 20-2C took away John Rahm's greatest shot of his career, and the greatest shot at Memorial since 2012. Let's not take away the naked eye. Let's not take away common sense in the game. Let's be honest. Let's have integrity. Let's be human beings. Let's keep legendary shots. Let's keep the naked eye. I think the naked eye is gone, Tim. Yeah. They're high def, baby. High def. I know. It's bull crap, Hank. It's bull. It's baloney. <laughs> it's high def. They said it was gone. I mean, could back. you imagine back. technology taking away points in basketball? It's no, just stupid. It's dumb, Hank. This, that's, yeah. That pissed me off. Well, they, they think it's it's for, you know what? Uh, you know, he said it moved. I mean, what's yeah, he that's because what's he won he, by three. What's he exactly? Exactly. You know what I always say? I discount things people say when that's the only thing they could say. What do you think he's going to say? Of course, he's going to say that. It would have been a different story if that would have cost him. No doubt about it. But I don't know. I think the naked eyes uh, probably gone. Uh, good job there, Tim. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, make sure you hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, follow us every day on the Hank Any podcast or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is. 
hit the follow button and we will be there every day with the podcast. You can email your questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. Send your golf swings in to golf schools at hankhaney.com for a free analysis by one of my instructors. Uh, guys do a great job with that, helping people with, with their games. So you can get that and uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Follow uh, Tim on Twitter at Tim Parachka and check out his uh, Minnesota Tim uh, podcast too. He's doing a great job with, uh, with that. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow on the Hank Haney podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you then. The Hank Haney podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.